0: Our scripture reading today is found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1-12. through On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The son of man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the 11 and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed like nonsense to them. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Well, happy Easter. Good to see you this morning. Uh, this was a good news week, by the way, for resurrection. Did you notice that this week? I mean, there were a lot of things going on in the news this week uh, that had to do with resurrection. It started last Sunday. What happened last Sunday? Anybody remember? In sports. Golf. The Master. Anybody watch the Masters golf tournament last week? So there was the... the, uh, the and who won? Tiger Woods, right. I Just make sure, if you didn't know what happened, because a lot of us don't watch golf all the time. We just watched. I watched the last five minutes of the golf tournament, but they, we watched and we saw Tiger Woods win the Masters. Now, up to this point in time, he's, he's been having some difficulty, and so this week, at, right after he won, these, these videos, viral videos started to come out about Tiger Woods, and I found one, and I, I thought, this is a really good video. I'm about to show it to you, but I also need to let you know it's a fake video, uh, they took an older video, and then they superimposed other videos over it. So lesson is this. Don't ever believe everything you see on the Internet, whether it's a meme with a quote or whether it's a video. Everything is edited. But I think I'm going to show it to you not because it's fake, but because the point rings true. There is some truth to this video. So let's take a look at this uh, video. Can Tiger before.
0: Woods compete
1: with the Justin Thomas's, Jordan Spieths, Dustin Johnsons? No. Is the short answer. I've been trying to get this question a lot. Do you think he'll return his previous form? No. Do you think he
0: stands a chance of being the Tiger Woods we once knew? No. No,
1: no, no. Here's what's going to happen. He is not ever going to win another tournament. I don't think we'll ever see Tiger Woods win the golf tournament again.
0: He's showing up at these tournaments, pretty much knowing that he's he's not going to be there.
1: The short game is gone. His health. Is gone. The next press release Tiger Woods should release should be I'm retiring. I have considered him now for the last five, six years a former golfer.
0: You're wasp. Just give up while you're ahead. Retire with some dignity.
1: Tiger Woods, that we all knew, he will never ever be that guy again. All right. So notice all the doubt, right? People doubted. People denied. People were like, this guy is never coming back in sports history. He's never going to be able to do it again. There was, that's a human reaction, isn't it? Normal human reaction to deny, to doubt, to be skeptical, to refuse to believe. And yet, in a lot of ways, in sports history, Tiger Woods was resurrected last weekend, wasn't he? At least in people's minds. Now, let me ask this question. So that's a normal response to doubt. But let me ask this question. What if Tiger Woods had doubted and believed the doubts he had about himself? What if he had given in to his doubts? What if he had given in to his disbelief? What if he had said to himself, yeah, I'm never coming back? Would we have seen him win the Masters last week? Absolutely not. See, that's the thing about doubt, disbelief, denial, is it limits us. It keeps us right where we're at. It will get in the way of us ever becoming more than we are today, because our own doubts, our own discouragement, our own denial will get in the way of actually what I believe God wants to do in our lives. So our doubts, our skepticism, our denial, just gets in the way. And it's not that that's bad. That's actually a human reaction, normal human reaction. We see that in the in the gospel this morning when. The women come to the tomb. The women in the Gospel of Luke are always highlighted because they're there at the cross when the disciples are hiding. They're there at the tomb. Well, when the disciples are hiding, and here the women are the first ones at the tomb that morning to come to the tomb. Now they had seen death before. They women in the first century, men in the first century, they see death. They saw death a lot more than we do today. Our debt. when we look at death, we put it off into a hospital, into a nursing home somewhere. We don't see it. But in the first century, it happened in the streets. It happened in their homes. They knew death firsthand. They knew what death looked like. And those women went to the tomb that morning fully expecting to find a dead body. They went to the tomb, and they fully expected to embalm the body of Jesus. They did not expect anything else. You see that in their reaction. Their first response to the empty tomb is what? It's not, it's denial, it's shock, it's fear. It's actually that says wonder in the text, but another way to to translate is perplexed. They're like a deer in the headlights. Have you ever driven down the road at night and you see a deer just freeze in front of you on the highway? The women are in that state. They do not know what to do. They are frozen in this moment. And so the, the angels that appear, these two men in white that appear, say to them, to ask them this question, like, Well, isn't it obvious? You know, like, and they say, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here, he's risen. Like, didn't you know that? Didn't you know this was going to happen? Did they know? No, they're like, They're still perplexed, they're still in shock, they're still in fear. So, basically, what they're, the, the, they're trying to do for the women is to get them out of their shock and their fear and help them to process what's happening. And so, they say, This it goes on, remember how. He told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. And here's the key. Then, then they remembered his words. So now they're beginning to move from fear, doubt, disbelief, to, oh, wait a second, right, Jesus told us this. Now we remember what Jesus said. So the women are starting to believe in the resurrection. So I can't imagine, can you imagine the discussion they had from the moment they leave the tomb and they're going back to find the, the guy, the, the men all in hiding and they're going to talk to them and say, what, you know, what, figuring out what they're going to tell them, what they're going to say, how they're going to describe. And they're having this discussion among themselves on the way and they're starting to get more and more excited on the way back to tell like, and they're starting to come alive to this belief in the resurrection, to this idea that Jesus is raised from the dead. And they get in, and you think, think about how like hopeful they are, and how expectant they are, and they get into the guys with the guys, you know, 11 of these guys, and they tell the guys what happened, the disciples, and what's their reaction? What's their reaction? No way, right? Where are they at? They're exactly right where the women were maybe an hour ago. They are right back to where they are. they're like. And in fact, it says in the scripture, if you translate it correctly, it's they refused to believe. They didn't just didn't doubt. They just didn't disbelieve. They just didn't have their skepticism. They actually were refusing to believe what the women were telling them. They're like, this is nonsense. This is ridiculous. What did you all drink this morning for breakfast, right? Did you have a Bloody Mary or something? You know, I digress. Sorry. But what is happening is their disbelief. And again, that's a normal human reaction. So I would say to you, if you came here this morning skeptical of the resurrection, doubting the resurrection, you're normal. <laughs> we're all normal. We're, that's part of humanity, right? It's part of being human to doubt and to deny and to sometimes even refuse to believe. That's exactly what was happening with women. That was exactly what was happening with disciples because they were human too. This is also why I love the scripture. Notice the scripture doesn't candy coat it. Notice that the text doesn't try and make it look nicer than it really is. The first response, that was exactly how we would respond. The Bible doesn't doesn't change it up to make it look better than it was. It says these people are human. It's written about human and our relationship to God. And so all these men... They stay in hiding, except for one. One of them doesn't say a word to anybody else. He just gets up and it says, did he like walk casually to the tomb? No, he ran to the tomb. He wanted to see what they were talking about. There was something inside of Peter that woke him up that kind of stirred within his spirit to make him want to get up and run to the tomb when the other guys were just sitting there in hiding, not wanting to move at all. They were still sitting on the couch watching the Masters Tournament. But Peter gets up and he runs because something's going on inside of him. Something's stirring in his spirit. What could that be? You know, I was thinking about this, like, what, what made Peter get up? And it made me realize that a couple nights before that moment, Peter had had a similar experience of remembering. See, a few nights before, Peter had followed Jesus into the courtyard where Jesus had been arrested. He's taken to the, to the house of the high priest. And, he, and Peter is hanging out in the shadows waiting to see what's going to happen to Jesus. And people come up to Peter and say, Peter... aren't you one of the disciples? And he's like, no, not me. I I got nothing to do with the guy. And three times he denies being a follower of Jesus. And he makes these denials of being a follower of Jesus. And then at that moment, the rooster crows. It says this in earlier in the gospel of Luke. It says, then Peter remembered, see that? Remembered The word the Lord had spoken to him before the rooster crows today, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. See, what happened for Peter was that just a few nights ago, Jesus told him something, he forgot about it, and then what Jesus told him came true. And then he remembered what Jesus had told him. So when the women come to them and say, hey, we've had this experience Remember what Jesus told us. Peter's the one that knew that it could possibly be true. Whereas all the others were doubting and refusing to believe, Peter, because of his experience of denial of Jesus, his experience of remembering that the words of Jesus had come true in his own life, he now is motivated to run to the tomb to see if it could be true that Jesus is resurrected. See, the possibility of belief actually existed in Peter because of his denial because what Jesus said came true. And the women knew it, and Peter knew it, and I would say to you as we talk today about resurrection, we remember the words of Christ, we remember when we read the scripture, but the fact of the resurrected life is this, to live a resurrected life today is to awaken to the real possibility that Jesus is alive. See, it's to move from a place of denial and doubt and disbelief and skepticism, and open and awaken like Peter to the possibility that the resurrection happened. That's what it means to live the resurrected life. To not only, and we've come today to, res, to, 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 to celebrate that resurrection. You know, as I've already said, the normal state for us as humanity is doubt. But resurrection calls us to faith, to belief to hope, to the possibility. And so you you, you and I have a choice every day. We can live in faith or doubt. We can live in belief or unbelief. We can live in wonder or we can live in denial. Those are the two places we can live. But like Tiger Woods, if he had stayed in that place, I'm sure he had moments of doubt and disbelief in himself. But had he stayed there, it would have kept him from becoming later. And I say the same thing for us. It keeps us, our our doubts, our disbelief, our denials keep us from the possibility that he is not here, he is risen. It gets in the way, it limits. And I don't think God wants us to live that way, limited, (laughs) in denial. I think also the resurrected life is not only awakened to the hope and the possibility of resurrection, but it's actually to become with that belief, then we become the people of God. We're no longer limited that God had put in us this image of God. You and I are created in the image of God and God wants to bring that out in us. But for that to happen, we have to stop doubting. We have to stop the skepticism. We have to stop the denial. And we have to believe that God wants to bring out the best in us, that God wants us to live a resurrected life ourselves, to become the people of God that God calls us to be. So what else happened in the news cycle this week? Notre Dame, right? There was a fire in Notre Dame, which is a well-known historic cathedral in France. And we were seeing the news feeds of it burning and coming down the roof and the steeple coming down. And people were singing outside of the cathedral as it burned. And we wondered what was going to happen after the burn, after the burning, and it was the next day after that that uh, we got some images from the rubble, images from the burnt-out church. And one of my favorite images in the news feed the next day was this image uh, inside the Notre Dame of the cross still there standing in the light. And I thought about this image, and it really reminded me, and I think what inspires me about it is that, that regardless of what happens to that building, Christ is still alive, no matter what happens around us, no matter how much denial, skepticism, refusal to believe, no matter how much brokenness in our world, no matter how much, Christ is alive. Not just because he was resurrected 2,000 years ago, but I believe that Christ is alive today in me. Christ lives in us. And, we have, and that's the belief in that idea that Jesus is living in me that helps me to become the person that God has called me to be. So I need to be resurrected, don't I? Resurrection wasn't just for Jesus 2000 years ago. Resurrection is for us today. For us to be resurrected. To live a new life in Christ. You know, last I checked the tomb is still empty. They still have not found the body. So at a minimum, at a minimum it's a mystery. But we didn't come here to say there's a mystery. We came here to say there was a resurrection. That today, not only was Jesus resurrected, and not only did the 11 disciples go to their deaths believing that he was resurrected, but I can testify to you today that when I give my life to Christ, when I give my life over to Jesus, I get resurrected, I change. And you didn't know me when I was young, did you? But I can tell you I'm not perfect today by any means. But I'm better than I used to be because of Jesus. Because I made a decision to follow Jesus when I was in college. I won't tell you about all the stuff I did up to that moment. Pastors don't do that. But I will tell you that because I followed Jesus because I awoke to the Spirit of Jesus at work in my life. I began to live a resurrected life. And it's been getting better and better every year. Let's pray together.